Welcome to episode three of For Posterity. I'm your host, as usual, rhythm writer, and my guest is Janine. Now, this episode could have been much longer, but you know, it's kind of a first installment of perhaps some more collaborations that will come between myself and Janine. So for now, let me set the mood of this episode with a meditation on black love vis-a-vis black masculinity. Allow me to start with some definitions that could help to bring black masculinity into focus. So I will give a hefty shout out to African-American film scholar Donald Bogle for his critical text titled Toms, Coons, Mulattoes, Mammies, and Bucks, An Interpretive History of Blacks in American Films, because it's his book that provides the definitions that I'll outline. Now, despite this book's focus on American film and an American context, the tropes of black masculinity remain the same everywhere that Africans were taken against their will and everywhere that enslavement was imposed, which is to say that the colonial imprint is strong. The system of dehumanization that we call the peculiar institution of chattel slavery formally ended in the 19th century, but the legacy is alive and thriving in the limited spaces that black men can occupy. As Bogle describes the masculine character types that are available to black men, there are three. There is the role of the Tom, the role of the coon, child or adult coon, or the role of the buck. The Tom is seen as a, quote, socially acceptable and a good Negro, to use Bogle's words. He says on page four of that hefty text, he says that even when Toms are, quote, chased, harassed, hounded, flogged, enslaved, or insulted, they keep the faith and never turn against their white massa, always submissive and always kind. And on page five, Bogle describes the child coon or pickaninny or pickney as a, quote, harmless little screwball creation whose eyes popped, whose hair stood on end with the least excitement, and whose antics were pleasant and diverting. Now, the adult coon character type is, in Bogle's apt words, quote, the most blatantly degrading of all black stereotypes. This pure coon emerged as those no-account niggers, those unreliable, crazy, lazy, those subhuman creatures that are good for nothing more than eating watermelon, stealing chickens, shooting crap, or butchering the English language. He says those words on page eight. Now there's the buck. The buck is the archetypal figure that popular culture continues to glorify in one breath and vilify in the next. The bucks, Bogle tells readers on pages 13 and 14, quote, are always big bad niggas, oversexed and savage, violent and frenzied as they lust for white flesh. Now, some of us are aware of the unhealed wounds that oozed and crusted in the wake of Kobe Bryant's untimely passing. Still, some of us will never, ever heal over the unfair murders of innocent black boys like Emmett Till. Alas, today in Jamaica and across the black diaspora, the buck's lust is not limited to a desire for white women, but all women. And this studly black man is the archetype that too many young boys seek to become. Not wanting to be seen as a weak man who yields and bends to any oppressor, like a Tom, black boys run from that model. Not wanting to be seen as a fool 
or a clown, black boys run from the coon model. But the buck, oh, the buck has a certain appeal. He has a certain swagger, a power that is irresistible to a social group who has historically been denied access for hundreds of years. Thus, for hundreds of years, this same group has wanted to reclaim power. Yes, I'll put it on the record and say for posterity that in 2020, the bond between black masculinity and sexual strength is still so firmly embedded in our local and global psyche that it would take a great amount of re-education, new mentoring, and intentional example setting to unmake those big bucks that colonizers made over hundreds of years. All puns intended. Excitingly, Janine, my guest for this episode, has a new album. It's her third album. And I sat down to talk with her, not just because Note to Self drops on March 13th, but because she has a family story that is example worthy. This album reveals Janine in ways that she has not exposed before. And this episode talks more about that. So as you listen to this conversation and listen to Janine tell the story of what made her, you'll hear a call to action. And in that, you'll hear a call to parent because the action or inaction of parenting can make bucks or break the vicious cycle. Janine's story is proof that there can be love, and by love, I mean the feeling of being safe, secure, comforted, supported, and uplifted. Janine's story is proof that there can be love in a post-colonial place. And cheers to an understanding that even though we live in a post-colonial place, it doesn't mean that we must continue to be post-colonial folks. To be decolonial, we must break away from traditions that hold us back. Know the circumstances and, importantly, know the self. John Ine's note to self is very much a note to the world. It's a note to live an exampleful life. So let's listen to some of John Ine's latest single, Highly, to hear how her words redraw masculinity an attempt to make love by unmaking big bucks. You are not a king, you are just a pawn, scattering the seeds from which the masses will be born. The emphasis you place on the space you put your tail shows just the kind of weakness that would cause a race to fail. Where did you get it in your head that the value you possess was determined by efficiency of taking off my dress? Who taught you what it means to be a man? Don't blame the absence of a father, blame the absence of a plan. Blame the system that would have you drugged and sexing off for sport. Blame the rich when you steal, then when they catch you, blame the court. Blame the girls that told you yes, blame the girl that told you no. Blame the girl that was your mother, blame it on the way you grow. So many things you have the opportunity to use as your excuse when you lose. But what if all you had to do to win was to learn from the example of the king? But he don't love highly, always on the low. Heart over full, but he don't want it to show. He don't love highly, ever feeling down. Dreading the energy whenever he's around. He don't love highly, so the chance is kind of slim. Not taking the time to give eyes and to him who is the light and the law. 
I am recording <laughs> things in my brain. I think that's the whole point of this podcast. You know, is Dude, that doing the work. we yeah, are recording all of this chatting and phone work. Oops. I think it's all for posterity. I mean, I'm not sure what it's for in terms of your smartphone, because Jenna, do you go through your phone and keep the pictures? Do you review them later? Do you delete them? Yeah. You delete. I make folders. Forever. I've organized. Yeah. I, I know exactly how to organize. I don't, I'm not consistent all the time. And I have to do like, after months, I'm like, oh, you have to go back through. But hmm. I do try to keep track of it. I try to keep track of it because, like, especially when like I'm training. So hmm. I know I'm taking videos in training and I want to catalog those. So I'll download them, put them on Dropbox. Because I know content, I have to, I'm, I'm intending to share more content. Okay. So you're cataloging and Meaning, keeping things organized. Yes. So it's just like, I'm just doing this today. So mm. I'm just cataloging it because an interesting conversation might happen. That right. Down the line, a part of it is important and I have it on video. So and you, I have you on camera talking. You, you know? are made for posterity. I mean, it seems that you are just... I'm practicing. It's practice. Yeah, <laughs> you are I'm absolutely practicing, practicing posterity yeah. if you have all this cataloging and, and archiving and, and being aware of where can this work yeah. factor in Because it's like I future. can't wait until I find everyone to do this and mm. then follow me around. Like, it's better I do it. Right. Because that will make it more possible to even mm-hmm. happen. Because mm-hmm. when I begin to stage things, then it's like... No, it's a different thing. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't feel the same way. I can't do it. I feel like I'm performing. Exactly. So I tried to set up the pod, my podcast. Yes. And I paused it. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I don't know my voice. I don't know what my voice is in front of the camera because I know everything up to the point when, okay, no, we're recording for it. Right. It's like, oh, I didn't, I, yeah. I have the words, but mm. like. That's wild to hear you say woo. that though. So that I'm you, like, you don't back. know your voice. Wait. I don't know that voice. I don't. Yeah. And I, when I, I hear myself say it and mm. I think, okay, so is it that you don't know your voice? You're a singer and or? a poet and you don't know that voice of a podcast, Janine. So it makes me think that voice may not exist yet. So it makes me think a podcast or the concept of podcast will have to evolve into what I need it to be if right. I'm going to, con, you know, to document yeah. what's going on over here. That's the value of yet, I think, yeah. right? Is that sometimes you have to arrive. You have to shape the thing. Like mm-hmm. I am so into the life that I'm like this intentional, mm. like from my little picnic. Like mm. I am shaping my world. I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. How much I share of that mm-hmm. is a different thing, but you know, what do you we're mean from from when you're a picnic, from when you were that small, you were always yeah, aware of yourself. So like always, so like as so like if I was making a decision about what I was going to eat or mm-hmm. what I was going to wear, I remember from very young mm-hmm. thinking about those things and what they like. And what it would mean. I don't remember when I began to do that or what triggered it. Okay. I feel like I just was always... Did you do theater or anything when you were small? I did. I did all of that. I did so well at all of that. Could that have been it? Like the awareness of performance spaces? But I think that's why I ended up doing those things. You went into performance because you were Because it was easy. Because I always felt like 
I have a personality and I have, you know, like mm. I always felt like the observer. Okay. And I feel like as I grew older, that's that became contaminated. I really do. I feel so contaminated. By because too much. when you learn what is purity after you, yeah. you know, you think of like the Christ principles. And mm -hmm. like this is the context I'm growing up in. Yes, I remember right. my mother is a social worker, mm -hmm. like church people. My father is pastor and like a living example of like mm -hmm. somebody who genuinely trod into earth and is a decent person. Right. Yeah. And then you have them getting married. They stay together. I mean, they're together now. This is mm. 45 years later. Oh, wow. You know? Or more, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and I, this is the example. Mm -hmm. And you're observing all of and that. So I'm observing. Right. So this is my context. Mm -hmm. So the things that I'm exposed to are not, uh, not a lot of secular things. The mm -hmm. books that are around, the music I will hear. I'm not going to accidentally see something or, or not that I'm not going to, but I didn't, I didn't, mm. I wasn't pulled out of that You're place. You're comfortable of, in that space. It was a little bubble. It was very, you know. Yeah. A nice contained happy bubble. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to stop yeah. you for a second because a few weeks ago, someone forwarded me. This is your podcast. This is okay. You are in my bubble. <laughs> right. Okay? Stay with so, it. Stay you with stay it. With it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I remember a few weeks ago, I sent you a question and that question was who do you believe are the top 10 most influential Jamaicans mm. and, and your I answers, struggled no I don't know it didn't seem like a struggle when you sent back the answers mom dad mom dad mom dad I thought okay I, clearly mom and dad mean a lot and, and, and grandma you, and grandpa did you mention, on both you sides. did mention grandma and grandpa. So yeah, that's what about I the said. Bubble? I said mom and dad and right. then mom's mom and, and dad's, dad's dad. dad. Mm -hmm. So this is the bubble, right? It's a bubble of family and Et protection mm -hmm. um, and church as also and church another and protection. Reading. And, and like reading. learning to read very early was crucial too. Because you see, it wasn't like this time when, you know, the phone and the whatever. It's right. like if you, if, if you have access to books now mm -hmm. and you have access to interesting books and the books I was reading was the books that my, my mother was using right. in school. So it's books about social workers, books about it's the books that were around. 10-year-old you. This is, this is like six-year-old me. Because eight-year-old me, I was reading like ISIS papers. Are, yes, <laughs> these are the books that because are around. I'm like, your name is in it. Worse. <laughs> That's my, oh, what? What? This is so you see how you're drawn to your yeah. name? You see how your yeah. name set your pattern? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how my name with a nine, it set the pattern. So, so tell me, so when did you move from Janine to Janine? Did, was that a, a light switch of, I'm not going to, do, no, I have to be Janine. Janine can't function anymore. And is that true? I is can it? tell you exactly what it was. Well, let's go. So my sister's name is Kimia. Okay. Right? Um, that's an African name. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful meaning. K I? Peace, it's Swahili. K I M I A. Okay. Right? And she came before me. Mm -hmm. No. I am born. It's black little baby. Mm -hmm. Like, picture black baby. Mm -hmm. Are you going to call her? Janine, mm -hmm. which is like a French name, which is like a. Oh, you look at this baby. Right, this right. baby, Janine. What does it mean? What does I, it mean? You never looked you it up? You know that I've looked it up and I just didn't save it because I just decided to It didn't to work just, for you. I didn't know. I just made my own. I just made it my own. So I'm like, this is why the nine becomes significant. Mm. I know when it really, the moment when it hit me mm -hmm. though, is when my uncle called me Janine. Mm -hmm. And that was maybe when, very early. My darling, Janine, mm -hmm. Hebrew. Gift from God. 
All right. See, I then. think it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but was that uncle. what I heard? I mean, this I don't is... know. That that does even sound familiar. Though. I'm seeing God is gracious. I'm what is like the nine it's stood out. Absolutely, of everything it was just for me and yeah. as a child maybe, but it was mm. very early. Mm-hmm. And my uncle called me Janine, and even though I wasn't exposed to Rastafari like as anyone around me, right? Being Rastafari, like the red, green, and gold, like. I don't know at what point. I mean, it's later in life that I realized it's because of my father's relationship with Rastafari. Okay. When he was a young pastor growing up and being very connected with the Scots past community. And I didn't know any of this until decades later Mm. because he didn't talk about it with me. Right. But I was always drawn to Rastafari, always drawn to these traditions Always loved the red, green, and gold. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being called Janine, when my uncle first it called me, right. that is like, yo, that's my name. Right. And it's just, you know, I would carve it if you go to St. Well, they probably don't have those same, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I would carve it into, into the desks at school. Hmm. It was, I, it, I used to draw it a lot and I used to draw a lot. I used to do a lot of... Sketch? Yeah, with words again, with words. So it's like... Decorative words, mm. and so I made it was a thing to me seeing Janine and the impact of looking at that word. Mm-hmm. And I had, I mean, we can go on and on about right. this. Right, but this is early on. This, this is around is, age ten. This is age eight. eight. Yeah, this your is name around that time. It this is like between grade three and grade three is, is eight years old. Is eight years right. Old. Wow. Okay. That's that's. That's powerful because it seems as if I mean it's not seems. This is the African tradition, right? That we are named intentionally. Right, that we ought to be named intentionally. We shouldn't and I don't just think be named they randomly. Named, they found the meaning no. of the name. I think it was a sounding why them did even right. call it that, and it still end up being perfect. Absolutely, I mean, I'm telling you, gift from God is what it, it's, mm. it's coming up as in terms of the Hebrew, and then there's a French version, which is the J E A N Jean. That's me pretending to be French. Jean. <laughs> Jean. Mm. Okay, so you're talking about your um, interest in even just drawing your name and and artistically working with words and lettering and that just makes me think about you as a poet right and so if janine do you start out as a poet that moves into music mm-hmm. are you always thinking musically Mm-mm. are you what is what is happening in your brain on in any given 10 minute window is when, it is, then then now is it different right what's the evolution even um how how do you come to be this artist that everyone knows? And maybe we even put a pin in that one because that's kind of a big, big question about poetry. Yeah, and, you just and about asked music. like, that's, that's too not much. even a question. That's not, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I get too excited sometimes. Maybe, maybe I'll pull back and, and I'll, I'll talk about the you or I'll ask you to talk about you that sits before me. And, the and you, remember, you have an hour and you have objectives. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is you being very organized and very catalogued. This is me knowing I will take you down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Excuse me, you're in my bubble, though. Remember? Good, I, good, yeah, this is good, my bubble. Good. That's okay, right. so I'm thinking about the Janine that goes on stage, mm-hmm. the Janine that's moving through the world as an artist, and what you mean to fans, right? And how fans view you as this pillar of strength. Right, how fans view you, I know, yes, exhale it. How fans view you as the definition. I don't know why my voice went deep to do you know this. The definition of woman power and feminine energy and a walking onk. I kind of made that one up just now. That's so like it, that almost. Is that too much? Yeah, yeah. But do you understand that that's how people often see you? 
Can you balance that? Can you talk to me about some moments of weakness? Can you talk to me about times where you felt out of control, feel out of control? I'm going through a time like that right now where I am literally like, you know, when you watch those anime and you you see them creating a storm from within themselves yes. or trying to contain a storm, that's how mm. I feel now. Like I'm in the middle just with my eyes closed, just listening to my heartbeat, trying to hold on to mm. everything because it's a great time of transition. I'm sure there are a lot of people feeling that too. You know, powerful things energetically happening and I'm feeling the shifts and my world is shifting. My team is changing. Things are changing in my personal life. So this is one of those times. That there are times when there is calm mm. and I will sleep for three days. But there's yeah. time when I won't sleep for three days, right, you know. Right, right. And this is one of those times where I really have to balance that because... You know, I am a businesswoman as well. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that are evolving in that side of it. And that part of it pulls a lot of energy away from my creative mm -hmm. because it requires creative as well. So it's like my, 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 my energies are working in a different way. Right. Other things will suffer. But when, when that side of me suffers... I feel it the most, so mm. I don't feel strong. I feel my immunity being affected. I feel my mind space being affected. So it's like, fortunately, you know, there is teach yoga teacher trainer ha teacher training happening. So I have that focus. I can go into my body and kind of work on it. Mm. But the thing I want to be doing is playing music and jamming and writing and mm. building and creating and expressing because I've been going through so much. I can't even write. I'm so full to the brim right now in this wow. moment. And I go through those cycles too. You're too full. Yeah. And I have to, I have to kind of balance my energies before I express. Okay. Because then when I, and this is something that has happened as a result of my relationship with the music industry now. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a poet, I would never be blocked like this. I would never be full like right. this. Right. Full is not the same as blocked, right? But it's a different kind of block. Right. Because you can't release it. Is Yet. a block because it's so much that it's putting too much pressure on the space that it has to go through. Oh, wow. The bottleneck. Right. You know? Right. And the bottleneck can be painful, mm. like physically painful. Mm. And I feel things on all of the levels mm. because I've been paying attention for so many decades. Mm. My mind is, I mean, they would diagnose my mind if they could see it. Right. I understand. But at the same time, because I am aware, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because I am aware. So I'm not out of control. I'm still, you would never know this if I don't tell you. Mm -hmm. But me even sharing more in terms of my own mental state, I think can be helpful to other people because people might think that, you know, they're unique in what they're going through. And so it means that they are diseased right. and not realize that, no, this is the work. If you are having that problem, maybe you need to hydrate. <laughs> you know, water is maybe you need some answer. sleep. So Absolutely. I know, I know the differences in my body when I don't sleep. So when I am then faced with particular adversity, I know that okay, that's coming from that. So just balance here, right? Just right, and then it helps to know how to use like child's pose or downward dog mm -hmm. to get energy when you can't get sleep. Right, right. <laughs> wow. No, I think that's that's powerful, especially given how it is that you might be viewed. More often than not. Um, and is that in any way, I mean, is it limiting to you? Do you feel you know frustrated that, by you it? You know that it can be. Mm. If I let it, it's right there to be just that. 
So that is another thing again where I have to con there's a whole heap of self talk. Like mm-hmm. talking to myself is crucial to mm-hmm. the mix. Like mm-hmm. because I know what's going on. So it's me alone. Do you so ever want to yeah. Do you ever want to step out into the street and just start bawling so people see that? No man, I I'll do feelings? that too. Yeah. I do that too, man. I make holy pun noise. <laughs> so like my neighbors will know it's like I express and I am not ashamed of that. Yeah. That's important. That's why I don't want to live in no apartment building. <laughs> because <laughs> my my expression in, like sometimes you have to scream. Right. I scream daily, mm-hmm. you know, and it's my parents are not even alarmed. Like a, a, an extreme sound will just come out of the house. Right. They're more likely to hear me make those sounds than even sing because I don't even sing out loud as much as I just express right. sound. Just to know? release the energy. Release energy, yeah. Right. I remember I, I did a very brief stint with... Um, the martial arts. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that they, they always talk about is that whenever you're going to be moving hard, moving forcefully and purposefully, there has to be a sound that goes with it. Otherwise, the, the motion is not complete. Yeah. The action is not complete. And it's an appropriate sound too because right, sound right. is energy and it's not wasteful. You know, it's not... Because quarreling sound, you know, mm. is wasteful, acidic sound. It's mm. almost like how it affects your body and how it affects the space around you. So it's like you have to know how to know that. I want to express, but just because I want to express so intensely doesn't mean I have to, it has to be, it has to come out as a painful thing or I have to inflict it. You know, time and place still appropriate. That's where the control come in. Yes, I will diffuse, but I'm not just going to, you know, mm-hmm. be standing in the middle of a crowd unless it is so crucial. But right. for it to reach there, I, there's so many triggers that would have been sounded before it even reached there mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't have to. That, mm-hmm. that situation would never have to happen. Right. So like I can say, because I know myself to an extent that there are things I know would never happen right. to me. So if them happen, yeah, I have yeah. to pay real close attention to that right. and not panic because this is like an anomaly. So, so how your your relationship with sound, it seems to create this opening for for jazz to come into your life. Then it seems to create a space for dub to come into your life <laughs> yeah. because those are dub sounds. First. It's like it's there's dub, first, dub right. happening in my head. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about even my own self, right? And how I'm a I, I gravitate to certain sounds based on the mood. And sometimes I have to draw for a certain sound to calm me, right? And then other True. times I need the energy from a sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but those dub spaces of free thinking, those dub spaces that are orchestrated improv, it's, it's body pushing button because the mind needs it to, right? Mm-hmm. So, so talk to me, I guess, about dub and, and what dub means to you, for you. I mean, musically, mm. I love, I mean, I like open spaces. I don't listen to a lot of very crowded music. Um, but I like big production when it's done, when it's arranged well. So I'm into arrangement and, you know, key changes and mood changes and moody music and the colors of music. Right. Do you play instruments? I... I can play any instrument, I'm sure. But can you play them well? But no, exactly. <laughs> I don't practice any instrument. Okay. okay. <laughs> no. Right. And I mean, I practice my voice. Mm-hmm. But even with singing, like I don't practice singing in the way that, quote unquote, I should. Okay. Yo, there's a lot of shooting that happens yeah. in this industry, you know. Mm. And that's the thing that probably I 
struggle with the most because there's some shoulds that are that they make sense but there's some things in life that even though that make perfect sense you know that's not what you're doing right it's not right so for it's you. yeah and you have to like do i will i trust somebody else's voice more than mine i will trust expertise but even in trusting other people's voice you know it's still your voice that you trust in mm-hmm. you know because there is that inner balance that has to happen between something you're hearing and something you know, or mm-hmm. something you know even beyond what you think you know. Right, right. And you hear it and you feel it. And it's, sometimes we struggle against it, but we will feel it when it's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if we're paying attention to ourselves and studying ourselves, mm-hmm. we, we can trust that, you know, right. I will know when somebody's telling me the truth. I will know when I must change my right. mind. I will know when you are right and I am wrong. And I will even say it because of the relationship I'm trying to cultivate mm-hmm. with truth. Mm-hmm. So are you producing your own work? I yet? produce a lot of, my, yes, I produce, I'm always a part of the production. Okay, right. To make sure um, your voice is yes. clear. Yes, so like with the Nine album, I I produced a few of the songs um, and then I co-produced the other ones. Mm-hmm. And on this album coming up, I'm co-producing everything. Note to self, album coming March, March 13th. 13th, 2020. Oh yes, of course, the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so you For were... Posterity. For posterity. For mm-hmm. posterity. Mm-hmm. So you co-produced on this one as well? Yes. Okay. Which means I come into the situation with a song is usually how it happens. Okay. And then music is built around it. So the words to the song, the the, um, the words and the melody. vision and melody. Okay. The words, the sometimes the horns, sometimes the bass line, sometimes all of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I come in with all of it and I sit and still allow collaboration to bring forth and know when to say, okay, I prefer that to what okay. I had in mind. Or So tell me what was going on on Ready for the Feeling Heaven, right? That, I mean... Okay, so that one now is different. horns. Because that's... Did you have the horns in your head? No, 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 no. That wasn't you? Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's like this an is Jeremy Harding. It's just no. like... I'm like, what? Everything nice stands search. up mm-hmm. when that comes on. And it's like... I, you, I feel ready. I mean, Good, if, so if I can salute, then I'm ready to go and, and face everything. I just love you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm just telling you the song. <laughs> Shut up. But go on. So that's not, that the horn. No, that, that production mm-hmm. was Jeremy Harden. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an interesting time too, to learn in a space that is so different from my comfort zone. Mm. You remember writing the song? Yeah, I, I wrote a lot during that time too. What time was that? Was that 2013? That, on a beach? Oh, no, no, no. That was, okay. that, was, that was maybe a year ago. So in 2019? Because we're 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it was early 2019, if I'm not mistaken, song. or maybe even, yeah. So what put you in the space to say, was it all of that, what you were talking about, about being in the it's middle the, of a whirlwind? No, it's, it was actually just, well, kind of, because even working with Jeremy was a kind of a whirlwind too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was good because, you know, he, I allowed him to push me. And I, I do that. I will humble myself in a moment where I want to learn something. So I'm going to not, I mean, I've heard that I'm, you know. What, what, what is that? You're doing a dance. You're, you're, you're okay, there's no really bounce. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not that you're rigid. It's no, not it's that. not rigid. You're you know, it's more... That. It's almost Firm. like intimidating is a word that people throw at me sometimes. Is that because you're And a woman? I didn't think that, 
Girl, that's another conversation. Girl, is this conversation? Remember, you're in my bubble. <laughs> okay, is it so, because you're a woman that they're calling you intimidating, or would they say, "Oh um, yes, the Jenna wanting no, thing"? I, you know why? You know why? I don't want to go down that road because this situation, mm. I'm actually saying I wasn't trying to think that way, and okay. I did, and I was intentionally trying to be softer or trying to soften because you you learn better when you soften. Yes. So it's like I softened to go into the situation and. So I, in my mind, I'll have what the preconceived notions people have of me are. You'll see things, you understand, you know, okay, triggers will show you that's how they are. Okay, they, they don't know me, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'm not here to try and show you who I am. I'm just trying to learn and make some music. Mm-hmm. And I had a really airy opportunity to do that in mm-hmm. a space that was more contemporary in terms of how his approach to music. So you wrote in a studio? I wrote right there. He was building rhythm and I'm writing the song. And as he was building, I was writing. And it was cool because oh. I was so open. I was pouring out. I was, it was easy. It's easy to write when I'm so there was, on the frequency. Wow. And that's not, is that not normally how you write? Um, I'll do that sometimes. Okay. But my process is that I'm right. I'm hearing the, the music. It's being built from scratch so then I get a lot of time with like the bass line mm-hmm. because that's the first thing down sometimes and that's the song can start once I get a feeling and I'm open so I'm pulling on it so mm-hmm. something will come mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. alright and then I'm listening to him so I'm, I'm taking his cues he's written song he's produced artists who are like world famous right. and you know yeah. so he comes with a particular kind of information mm-hmm. that can be useful mm-hmm. because I'm still in a label situation so there are people to please but there's compromises that you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah try and balance with everybody so you learn all this balance girl wow yeah. you should be a tightrope walker you know have you I think it? I could I have I feel like you could do I it I feel like I can without the stick I think well, I like the it. idea of the stick, though. The okay. stick is what? It's because a, I imagine it high, so I'm like, stick, anything, wow, five, anything, you don't want to stick, like, you don't want to start You want to start, like, five feet off the ground? We're talking about imagining it. Oh, sorry, yes, So I'm, yes, like, imagining way, it up there. But, yeah, under, sure. Have you zip I like balancing. Have you ziplined before? No. Okay, start there. That's a different thing. It's very simple. Ziplining is a different thing have from you, tightrope walking. I'm just asking about the heights, basically. I don't have a height issue. Absolutely not. Are you fearful of anything? Of course. Name two things. No. <laughs> like like lizards? No, I love lizards. Okay. There's a lizard in my house that has been in my house for years. He's in the guest room and we tell all the guests about so him because we're like, guest. don't don't kill the lizard that's there. He's big. He looks like a, almost, you know. Is he like a he? Iguana, no. And I he him up, right? <laughs> it feels right. You know, me now. You see the men in my life. I love the men in my life. My grandfather's my father. Everybody. So me heating things up. It's not okay. a negative thing. It's I just this it world okay. that just met heating so in a way. But I don't care. So you're lizard. I heat up all everything. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. lizard so heat. My lizard heat. So you're not there. fearful of lizards. No. Um, the things I am fearful of. Mm-hmm. Ah, let me Running out of water. Because hydration is very important to you. And you know I don't drink enough water, so I wish I was afraid of that. <laughs> Maybe if I was afraid of it, I'd drink more. How is hydration the most important thing to you? I know. And yet, you don't drink because enough. Because I know I, my aim is to drink a gallon a day. And I don't drink a so gallon So why don't a you day. have the aim of drinking two gallons a day and then you'll just fall short at one? Because that's just... Psychological I don't, like games that, don't work like, on you. Mm-mm, I remember, you know. 
social worker. I can't guy, trick her. How I going to trick her? No, no, no. It's like, how can I trick her mind that I always, it's like, how mm. can I, I can't trick myself. I can't lie to myself. I have to be, I have to face everything. So I have to just know, say, nine, you're not doing well at that. If you tell yourself two gallons, it's not going to change your behavior. It's true. It's the behavior that's the problem. So we have to work. Mm-hmm. There's a way to work on your behavior. Right. You, know? you, you know can also mean? just install an IV in your home and just be on a drip. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> What's great is that, what's great is that there's a place up the road from where I live that have, that will, that bus coconut. Oh, yeah, you're <coughs> still And you can go and get a bus. No, man, I do. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. I do aim to, but I know yes, I don't yes. every day. Goals. Not that I'm not doing it. No, no. But you're not going to always do it. No, no. You when are, it's coconut water, it's way more achievable, though. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so you have some more songs, right? Uh, this is not a one, <coughs> one track album. Note to self. <laughs> March 13th, 2020. Yes. Yes. Tell me about, there's a, there's a song on there that is, can we use the word homophone? Um, it's called, it's, it's called, it's called Highly. Yo, I see it's, some love music. It's called Highly. Highly. Talk to mm-hmm. me about Highly. I mean, highly. You, you like words. So I do. Tell me about Highly. So Highly, mm. H-I-G-H-L-Y. Oh, not not downly, but highly. And that's exactly. what you talk about on the song, Upfully, right? highly. So, you know, you know when someone says, you speak highly of yourself, ooh. or they speak very highly of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yes. highly. Highly. So you think it, when people talk about my parents, no, yes. I am used to that. People speak highly, highly of, of my mother and my father. They speak highly of my granny and my, my on both sides. And that's what and comes my across. grandfather. So I come from that highly right, thing, right. right? Where man love highly. Mm-hmm. When the man named that my grandfather was in love with mm-hmm. my grandmother, he abandoned family to be with this woman. What? Yeah, what kind of because, Romeo and Juliet oh, trust situation me. was this? Yeah, I mean, this is the story. What and is it? <laughs> take a, take a pause. You're in my bubble. I want to know a love story. Okay, well, for your podcast, I'll give you the podcast version. Okay. Um. Where did he come from? He saw her across the river and said, "Ooh, no, you know, I don't know the level of, that level of detail, oh, but geez. the Can part of it that I know, creativity, creativity is. Counting, I definitely right? can. So, all right, this so is your an artistic license. Yes, imagine this. Dim the lights. Dim the lights. This young dim man from a, you know, from a different family of of white looking people, long hair. Yes, straight up white looking. Got it. Pale skin people I'm getting with a visual. straight hair and very into the fact that they are that." Part of society. Okay. And then their High son. Snobbery. Mm, okay. And then their son. This is Westmoreland, so mm. this is country. This mm. is not town. So this is a different. What's grandpa's first name? So grandpa is. You can make it up to I'm going to make. Oh, you know. So grandpa, let's say grandpa's first name is. Patrick. Idris. <laughs> Idris. <laughs> so grandpa Idris, no. Okay. Right? Yes, Idris. Is. In is in love with this woman. Where did How he did her? he meet her? Yes, yes. All right. So it's country. So he, just he knew her. Fa- like they they they're in a similar they're similar they're in a similar community. Yeah. And um, so he meets her because her family is known, and her grandmother is a powerful black woman. Okay. Traditions yes. of you know yeah, West Africa revolt and etc. Coursing through her right. body. Yes. And yes. everyone loves her. She's gong gong. She's a powerful. Yeah, yes, and, and he she has her. this daughter, and he loves her daughter, mm-hmm. and he goes and he begins to love Gang Gang because Gang Gang is this mother figure that mm-hmm. he would more idealize than where he's coming from because of the ideals that his family holds that he doesn't hold, and he wants to be with right. this family. He wants to be in this world. Mm-hmm. 
this is my artistic this person. is, this this is what I keep going. Going. he's like he probably tells his family and it's like what how could you know don't yeah. do it her because we're talking we've already selected someone for you shine tick here yes. ron westmoreland <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm imagining it's, it's like i'm describing a bud of ganja <laughs> so she and she is and she loves him too you she know says, I love and you. so they 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 run off to the waterfall they stay with her family he you leaves are his not family telling this story very well. No, 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 and and it then is, no. But sometimes you must make it dry to you know, like yeah, it, it real to like yo. You must say yo. If a she, a she. So if I know, oh, if no, no, you know what me the pan with that daughter, a she me the pan. You see me? And him over there, and him choose that family, and him grow with them, and him build a house with him hands, build a family. Is this, is five years. Wait, hold on. Is that a truth that he this built a house the house with his hands? Yeah, like he country people can do that. But that's love. It's like I had this vision of what man was, you know, because like this is I know my father built a house for my grandmother mm. and all of the youths, them and got to England for a few years to get money to come back to right. Jamaica to deal with him family and that is the life him live and face angst from him family and who take with land and all mm. kind of thing and mm. because of a choice he make to stay with this woman wow. is a story that I have in my head. Wow. Right? So my father come out and learning from that. Now clearly my father going to pick a woman that mm-hmm. look like his mother. So my father pick a black woman, mm-hmm. a St. Thomas black mm-hmm. woman. Yeah? Ooh. With fair amazing wow. super mother, super father, etc. And they decide, and he chooses her from, you know, same kind of story. Like he what? finds this woman who is so, Powerful you know, and yeah, so. and she decides no, and he decides yes, and she decides yes, and the family love him. And so this is that he build with her, him build with her church and oh. community and mm-hmm. family, and then become this thing, and then them have these youths. So all you know is powerful love. All I know is powerful love. So sister. clearly you have to write highly. And that's how right? highly is born. So highly no. So what? <laughs> I mean, you've got like the, the two okay, ends of Jamaica. Two, you've got St. I'm Thomas, telling you. you've got the West Side, and you're like, the love is deep and coursing through from Africa and it's yeah. over. Girl, what? Yeah. They really built a house of love. And, so, and surrounded you in it. And that's really it. And that's what I, like, I feel so blessed to have witnessed mm. love. It really is that that I feel is the wealth of my family and is my greatest advantage in life. Mm. So that's what you're trying to, to put through. Because when you listen to, to Hailey, mm-hmm. that's what, what comes across. Is this... Mm, it's are, like are you giving a prescription. Are you giving right. a suggestion to Hailey is a note to myself. Mm-hmm. It is punctuated with the line, I can't let him get to me. Mm. So it speaks of, it starts of... You are not a man? It, you are not a king. King. Yeah. So it's like, there is a man that has been trained into the African. And he is very confident because of his ability to please a woman, because of his virility. Mm. Because of his attractiveness, because of his strength, all of the slave principles, all of the things that make a good slave. A good buck. He is, yeah, right. buck. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is my song. You know that Nina Simone song? <laughs> yes. You know that I am Nina Simone? Well, I, I, I was no, getting no, no. a sense. Okay, no, I was no. getting the sense. Meaning, and I say that in context, like mm-hmm. that, I understand that. I understand mm-hmm. 
seeing that slave man because I see him, I don't judge him, you know, even though I identify him as that, he's not even saying it in a negative no. way. It's the reality. Right. You see me? Because I am that woman who will wash him, who mm. will take him and dress his wounds and devote her life to it because I've seen right. what it's like when a man loves a woman so much mm-hmm. that submitting is, is natural because right. she's powerful but she still submit to him. And there's power so in that. And there is, she gets power from that. Right, right. Yeah. You recharge. I, I, that is what I know. That is what I have witnessed. I mean, I don't want the same kind of life that they had. Already, my life is so different and shaping to be so different. First of all, I mean, I don't have no youth yet. Mm-hmm. And that is intentional too that is not like i couldn't it mm-hmm. is that i am intentional with everything right. right i am intentional with everything yeah yeah so then as we think about you and your intentionality what do you want the future to know about you in a word in five <laughs> words what do you want the future generations when they take this up what should they get from this episode from this experience from the stories that you've shared what should they get from all of your albums what should they get from the social media that you put out from the the presence that you bring to stage the the work that you're doing on this island of jamaica on the continent of africa and all around what do you want the future to know about you about your art about your practice what do you want them to know for posterity Govern yourself well mm. is how you protect the life that you live and those that you love by governing yourself well. And in order to govern yourself well, you have to be informed on what are the things to do to take care of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, all of these things. It sounds daunting, but that is the work of life. All of the other things, all of the superficial things, even finding money and all, like all of those things. Trust, if you're operating from a place of I am governing myself with love, and that is not weakness, that is, that is to tap into ultimate, that is to tap into the ultimate. When we think of the most high, whether we call it God, whatever it is, it is the highest form of love. It is that which unfolds as seed turning into tree, as egg and sperm turning into me. You know? Love, make that govern the whole thing. Tap into that. Learn about that. Find your way to that. Through the breath and stillness, there is a way. And every way is different. So I can't tell you how it's going to look. I'd hear I over here doing my, you know, yeah. doing my own personal work, failing and learning and growing and building and expanding and exploding, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do so the if, same. If someone finds, finds this in the future, finds one piece of paper floating along and it's signed Janine, it'll say, I have governed myself well. Is that what it will, it will say? Govern yourself well. <laughs> it's a mandate to others, but what yeah. will they say? What will it say about you? That's. It's like, how do I say it? That is the work that I am doing. So I'm doing I am, the work. I'm doing the work. Govern yourself well. I am doing the work.
Are the bonus clips getting obvious now? This was for posterity. (laughs) (laughs) Any last words? Uh, To be continued. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Why don't you let me know what you think? You could follow me on Instagram at rhythm.writer or follow me on Twitter at Isis Samaj Hall. Till next time.